1: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself.
0: Listen to Pastor Oti Bawati as Christ is magnified
1: in you. Praise the Lord. Church is a place to have fun. The right kind of fun, do you see? If you read in Second Corinthians chapter chapter three, verse seventeen, look at Second Corinthians three seventeen. Today I'm going to allow you to ask questions, and then I'll answer them for you. Okay? I feel I've preached for some time, so I shall allow you to ask your questions, so that whatever it is that you you want to have an understanding concern you can have. Then we can pick up. I'm going to I'm going to preach on. There are two things I'm going to preach on, not today, but uh, between March and then April. The first one is the manifestations and distributions of the Spirit. That's the first one. Then the second one is what the Spirit says to the churches. So I'm going to talk about the overcomers and all of that. Yeah, it's something the Spirit is asking me, the Holy Spirit is asking me to share with you. So between middle of March, end of March to April, I'm going to share on that. Then... The Beginning of March, I'm gonna when I get the opportunity, I'll share with you on the distributions and manifestations of the spirit. Okay, are you ready for such things? Yeah, so we are gonna learn a lot of beautiful things about the Holy Spirit that will really help us. But I want you to, you know, ask questions so that you can clarify things in your mind and so that you can have understanding. It's good you have understanding. Tell anybody it's good you have understanding. One of the one of the prayers of the spirit. Is for you to have understanding okay if you don't have an understanding concerning what you're doing you will not do it well and your life will, will vacillate or oscillate you have some upward you have some nice experiences then at other times you have some terrible experiences and you wouldn't know how to place things spiritual understanding is very very important if you I said you should read 2 Corinthians 3. I, I was just going to say that now the Lord is Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So when the Spirit of God is somewhere, there's liberty. That was all I wanted to say with this, okay? But what I'm talking about with respect to spiritual understanding is found in Colossians chapter 1. Let's read verse 9. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. It's important. Your The understanding you have makes a lot of difference. For some people, they think that um Christianity is all about, you know, seeking God and trying to find God. I mean, when will you find God? When are you going to find him? You see, when are you going to find God? Where will you find him? But in the New Testament, he doesn't talk about, he doesn't, you know, that is not the understanding God gives to us in the New Testament. The New Testament lets us know that God is now found of us. We found God and that God is in us. So if you are looking for God, God is in your brother, He's in your sister, and He's in yourself. I sing it. Now the other group that thinks that you must seek and find God are always looking for God. So every two to five days, they feel very high on the spirit. Then after the next day, then they feel low. It's like they don't feel God. Do you see? Like, I'm not feeling God. So maybe God is far away from me. I have to look for him again. And then you find him for some one day. And after one day, he runs away again. I mean, what kind of a God is that? That is is not the New Testament understanding. So it's good you have proper spiritual understanding. And that's why we teach you the Word of God. So that you can live the, the Christian life the way you are supposed to. And do what God has destined for you to do. Okay? If you are not living... If you are not living well you cannot help others if you need money will you be able to give money to somebody if you need healing will you be able to heal somebody if you need uh, comfort will you be able to comfort somebody you know so it's important you have special understanding in order to have a hold on all that god has made for you provided for you scripturally speaking so that you can help others also experience what you've experienced if you, you can't give what you don't have if i say i'm going to give you a thousand dollars then it means I have $1,000. If I don't have $1,000, I cannot give you $1,000. So you can't give what you don't have. Please, do you understand? So it's very important as a Christian, you, you have spiritual, great spiritual understanding. Since for this course, we also, since the day we had we it, we had that you, you have become born again and you love the saints, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So there's something called spiritual understanding. Please, you get it? Mm. Spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, Paul says a similar thing. He says, For this cause, go back. He says, That the God of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him. Then he says, Then the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Next verse. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, so that you may know. What is the hope of his calling? God wants you to know some things. Okay? Have proper spiritual understanding so that you are not confused or else your life will be confused today you feel that God is close tomorrow you feel that God is not so close the next day you feel God is close the next day you don't feel that God is so close you feel that maybe something you did has made God forsake you yeah a lot of Christians think like that that's something I did something wrong so God has forsaken me and because God has forsaken me me too I'm not talking to God much I'm looking for God I can't find him so we too everybody's thinking himself you know, it's because you don't have proper spiritual understanding, your understanding is weak. Hallelujah. That is why we allow you to ask questions so that you can what you don't understand, you get to understand. Okay? It's very important. If you read in First John chapter 5, verse 20, right? 20, 1 John 5, 20. Go to 20. He says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. Do you see? Jesus came to give us what? An understanding. He says, and we know that the Son of God has come. And has given us, he has given us an understanding. What is the understanding? That we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. This is the understanding. You are in him that is true. Even in the Son Jesus Christ. This is a true God and eternal life. You are in him and he's in you. Do you know that he is in you? Do you know that you are in him? Yeah. You must settle this in your spirit. That no matter what happens around me, I am in Christ, and Christ is in me. Have that spiritual understanding. or else your life will keep vacillating. Today you are doing some five-day fasting because you want to get close to God. I don't fast because I want to get close to God. I fast because I want to spend time with God. That's all, not because I want to. The consciousness that God is in me is finished, is there? How don't you get it? God is in that's the truth, God is in me. The challenge is with getting, spending more time with him. You you get to know somebody when you spend more time with him, isn't it? If you don't get to spend more time with a person, you don't get to know the person. Is it true? Uh So if you want to get to understand God some more, all you need to do is spend more time with him. Guess what is right inside you? So the concept of finding God is not correct. The concept of getting, making more time with God is what you need to understand now. I don't know if you get it. Uh-huh. So we spend more time with God. There are three things that the, the, uh, the Lord Jesus brought when he came to earth. Three very important things that he brought when he came to earth. The first one was eternal life. Okay? It's a gift from God. Is eternal life. Hallelujah. For the wages of sin is what? It's death. But the gift of God, have you read it before? Romans 6 23. Let's look at it. Romans 6 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Eternal life came through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the first gift that he brought. And eternal life is a quality, is a, is a God life in humanity. Yeah, God's life. What makes God God is what you have now. And that's, that's very big. That is very big. You need to spend time to understand this particular gift that the Holy Spirit that Jesus brought to you and I the other one is righteousness righteousness the gift of righteousness romans chapter eight romans chapter five rather verse seventeen look at romans five seventeen for if by one man one man's offense death reign by one much more how much more they which receive abundance of grace and what and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ so righteousness is a gift from the Holy from God you see? It's a gift from God and it's given to us. It comes to us because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So you need to understand that. Then the third gift that Jesus brought is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2. I'm just picking your mind a little before Acts 2. I'll allow you to ask the questions, okay? Verse 38. Let's read from, from verse 37. Acts 2 37. Now when they heard this, Peter was preaching, you know, the Holy Spirit had come, the disciples had received the Holy Spirit and were speaking in tongues. All the people around gathered and Peter was preaching to them. And then the Bible says they were prayed in their hearts. They wanted to know more. So they asked him. Now when they heard this, they were prayed in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? Next verse. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You shall receive the gift of the Holy So the third gift, a gift is a gift. It's a gift. The third gift we have is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there for one purpose. For, for the purpose of fellowship. Fellowship. Fellowship with God. So now, it's not we are not in the place where we are trying to look for God. Where we are seeking after God. Okay, look at Jeremiah chapter 29. Let's read from verse 10. Jeremiah 29 from verse 10. For that says the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and, perf- and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. This is to Israel. All that we are going to say is to Israel. Okay. For that says the Lord, next verse, verse 11 for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you unexpected end. so actually this is to Israel, not to the new creation man, amazingly next, we use it a lot, but it says, then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, next verse and you shall seek me, and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart Isn't it? they had to search for God but we don't have to search for God why? Because God is in us. We are not looking for him any longer. Yeah. Go to Romans chapter. So this is the Old Testament concept. The New Testament concept is in Romans chapter. Romans chapter nine. Let's read from, from verse twenty two. I don't want us to read too much, okay? Okay, let's read chapter ten, Romans chapter ten. There are some in chapter nine, but then the one in chapter ten will make it very short. Hmm. Let's read from verse sixteen. Romans chapter ten, from verse sixteen. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah, Isaiah saith, Lord, who has believed our report? Next verse. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Verse 18. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily. Their son went into all the earth, and their words unto the end of the world. Verse 19. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is bold; is very bold and said, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. He's talking about the Gentiles. You and I. But to Israel, he said, All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. <laughs> so we were not looking for God. But then we are the ones who have found God. Go back. Go to verse 20. But Isaiah is very bold and said, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. So we are not the ones who are looking for God because we found God. We are not the ones who are waiting for God to manifest himself to us. We are the ones who God has. We have God's presence dwelling in us. We are carriers of God's presence. This is the New Testament. Yeah. So if you are not thinking right, you always be looking for God. Always. Meanwhile, he's inside you. Have you read 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 before? Let's read 2 Corinthians 6, 14. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? He calls you righteousness, and he calls those who are not believers unrighteousness. And what communion has light with darkness? He calls you light, and he calls the world darkness. See, I'm the light of the world. Yes. So sometimes you feel like, I don't know who I am. He's showing you who you are. Like there are movies that are going around trying to communicate the idea of you being something, but actually you are nothing in this world. You are only something in Christ. I tell you, there's no, there's actually no difference between us. The foolishness that you feel is the same foolishness that everybody else feels. Oh, what do you think about what I'm saying? It's the same thing, yeah. Same blood. It's, man is not correct, basically. But in Christ, yeah. in my flesh lies no good. But in Christ, you become a different man. Yeah. In Christ, you become something. You become the righteousness of God. In Christ, you become, the glo- you, you, you become the glory of God in the earth. Yeah. You become an ambassador of Christ. In Christ, you become special. Look at this. About, uh, and what coming has light with darkness? Verse 15. And what concord has Christ with what? With Bilel. He calls you Christ. He calls you and I Christ. And he calls the world Bilial. Bilial is the head of all the devils. So he's talking about the devil himself. Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? Next verse. Verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Then he says, for ye are. Not ye will be. You are. Tell neighbor you are. You are. Tell the other neighbor you are. You are. Tell yourself, I are. I, are. <laughs> I mean, it changes a lot of things when you start thinking like this. God is in me. Do you? Can you imagine that God is in you? Do you believe that God is in you? Yeah. yeah? And what argument has the temple of God with us? For ye are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them. God has said, I will. I will. I like to dwell in them. And walk in them. And I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. I will dwell in them. Hmm? And I'll dwell in them. God, God said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. So God is living inside. Yeah. See, I'm not looking for God. I'm not looking for God. Yeah. Tell but I'm not looking for God. God is inside me. God is inside me. So you need to spend time with God who is inside you. And all your problems will vanish. Okay? Yeah. Reduce the time you spend on Facebook and on WhatsApp. Which doesn't actually matter. That doesn't do much for you. How, how much does it do for you? See, it doesn't do much. It's zero, actually. Yeah. You need to spend time with God and his word. That is, that is what you need. And that's why the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came to bring us into fellowship with God. The gift of the Holy Spirit communicates the idea of fellowship. What we need now is fellowship. Constant fellowship with the Spirit. Constant fellowship with God. That is, that is all. That is what the New Testament is all about. If there's anything to do in the New Testament, is to fellowship with the Lord. So in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the love of God. And the communion of the Holy Spirit. The word communion there is what? Fellowship. Partnership. Distribution. I was talking about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So if there is anything you are supposed to do in the New Testament. It is to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You see. Communion and sharing together and participation in the Holy Spirit. Be with you all. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians nine, He says that God is faithful. By whom you were called. Unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, we are now called into fellowship with the Lord. Called into fellowship. See, I'm different. different. See, I'm special. special. Say, God is in me. me. Ask anybody, is God in in you? What do your neighbor say? God is in you. Yeah. So have this understanding, okay? It's important. If you don't have that understanding, you have trouble. You have trouble. You always be running from devils. Jesus did not run when he saw devils. He casted out devils. And if he's in you now, what do you do? You're also one who casts out devils. Whether you just got born again or not, all you need to know is to have that understanding that I'm giving you right now. I cast out devils. Yeah, he says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. First thing, if you believe, the first thing is that you cast out devils. Devils are nothing before you. In my name shall they cast out devils. Hmm? Mark 16:7. And these I shall follow them that believe. Do you believe? Yeah. First thing, in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall speak with new tongues. Next verse. They shall take up serpents. Yeah. And if they drink any deadly th- now, take up serpents, that's not mean that go and look for a snake and carry the snake. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about having power against the power of the devil. The power of the devil is represented with a serpent. Do you see? So in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, you see something similar there. Look at Luke 10:19. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on what? Serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. So he's talking about the power of the enemy. The serpents and the scorpions is actually a representation of the power of the enemy. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. So in the other places that they shall take up serpents. Meaning that when you see a devil in your family, you pick him up and throw him away. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So no poison should kill you. That's what the Bible says. Are you born again, child of God? He no. said, no, no poison can kill me. Go back to that place, please. Mark chapter 16. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. They shall what? Lay hands on the sick. Are you born again?
0: Yeah.
1: It says, you shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So if there's a pain in your body, what should you do? You lay hands on it. And you say to it, pain, get out! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the pain will get out. You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. You'll be surprised when you start praying for people and it starts working. Your mother says she's not feeling well, and then you lay hands on her, you pray. And then she says, I'm feeling well, I'm well now. And you wonder, ah, what happened? Are you sure? Yeah. Check it again. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, I'm, I'm a child of God. Say it again. I'm a child of God. Say it like you believe it. I'm a child you know there are those who are trying to be children of God. This song really got to them. Nya me waha, nya me wofie, nya me waha, nya me wobe biara. Oh uh, yeah, born ya, oh baby, oh better, oh betro, oh yeah, born ya, oh richa, oh da. That's why you are living the way you are living. Because you are taught the wrong thing in, in Sunday school. What a song. God is here. God is at home. God is, God is everywhere. When you sin, He will see. He will hear. And He will write it down. When you sin, He will never bless you. But Ephesians 1:3 says a different thing. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us? So he's not going to bless you because you did something good or didn't do something good. He has blessed you. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. By virtue of your new birth, you are the blessed of God in the end. And you are the one who distributes blessings all around. You see, because you did something wrong, you can't say amen. Amen. You are wondering whether it's true. It is true. It's in the Bible. I'm not the one saying it. That, That song has gotten deep into your spirit. Because you sang it for a long time. Yeah, that is why you need to look at these scriptures for a long time. For it to displace those things that are in your spirit. Those things that have entered your heart. When I do something right, then I'm God's child. No. And God will bless me. That is wrong. It is not your good works that makes you a child of God. We are not saved by works. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 to verse 8. Look at it and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus verse 7 even when we're dead in sins he has made us alive together with Christ then he says by grace are ye saved by grace are ye what saved. next verse for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God it is not of yourselves look okay, at verse 9 not of works. Not of what? Wex. Not of what? Wex. So as soon as you start getting into when I don't do this, then God loves me. Then I'm a child of God. Because I don't do A, B, i D. And I'm a child of God. If I'm doing A, B, C, D, then I'm not a child of God. You have problems. You have problems. If you're a child of God, if you're a Christian and you believe that, you struggle for a very long time. You can't, you can't stop smoking. You can't stop doing some things because you feel that God has sets you based, God's acceptance of you is based on the things you do or do not do. I don't know if you get it. So you will always be struggling. You always be struggling. You are trying to stop something. If you could stop what you are doing, he wouldn't have come to die for you. He knew you couldn't stop. That is why he came to die for you. So that you believe in him and all those things will stop. All those things will stop when you believe in him and accept that. Truly, I cannot do it by myself. You are the one who can do it. Take over. And you'll be surprised how your life will turn out. So, check your believing. Your believing system is not good. Check it. Okay? Think rightly. Right thinking leads to right believing, which leads to right results. As a man thinketh, and is that so easy? If you think you are not good, you will not be good. Hmm? What are you thinking concerning yourself? Ask a neighbor, what do you think about yourself? Is it you can allow your circumstances and your situations to show you what to think about yourself. Yeah. You slept with 15 boys. So you feel that, hold on, you feel that you are, you are a master fornicator, you are, you are a prostitute, and you can't stop, and you, have to, you cannot be helped, and you have to continue along that line, and that this is it. And because you think like that, you will continue going along that line. Meanwhile, you now you know that you don't like what you're doing. You know there's something in you. You know it's okay, you know that this is not good for me. But you will keep going because you are not thinking rightly concerning yourself. If you start thinking this way, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus came to die for sinners, of whom I am chief. (laughs) It's a scripture. Uh, Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to verse 8. Romans 5, 6 to 8. For when we are yet without strength. When we are yet without what? Yeah. So if you feel you don't have strength. Remember, it says in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for the ungodly. Jesus did not die for good people. He died for bad people. If you are bad, know that you are the one Jesus died for. Jump to verse 8. But God commended his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Christ died for us when we were sinners. So you have to accept that. Listen. Christ died for me. And because Christ died for me. I'm now a different person. And you start thinking like I'm a different person. I'm a new man. All things have passed away. All things have become new. And all these new things are of God. I am of God. I'm a child of God. I have eternal life dwelling in my spirit. I go the right way. You see, righteousness means that you can only go the right way. Yeah, you can only go the right way. The more you meditate on the Word of God, the Word of God is a person. He has personality. The Word of God has hands. He can hold you when you when you want to go bad, when you want to go wrong. How do you get it? Whenever you want, whenever you feel like going doing the wrong thing, the Word of God has hands to hold you. That's how the Word of God is. That is why you need to meditate on the word of God. That's why you need to find out concerning the word of God. You need to spend time with the word. Okay? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. That's what it says. Hebrews 4 12. He gives personality to the word. The word of God is a person. His name is Jesus. He has hands. He can hold you. And say, hey! You, you, you are no, you are a child of God. You don't do this. Yeah? For the word of God is quick and powerful. And sharper. Than any two. Edge. Let's read the amplified. The amplified is nice. For the word that God speaks is alive. The word is what? Alive. Tell anybody. About the word is alive. The word is alive. Tell about the other le- anybody. The word is alive. The word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. The word of God is sharper than any 2 a sword. Penetrating to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Let's read the King James now. Let's read the King James now. Dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And it's a discerner. The word of God is a discerner. He can discern your thoughts. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. He's a discerner. So you in the word of God, the word of God can show you what is in your heart. Actually in the word of God starts revealing your heart to you and then he show you what to correct. Yeah. That's how, that's how the word of God is. Next verse. Verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest to him. He says in his sight. He calls the word of God his. In his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him whom you have to do. So the word of God has eyes. Has hands. He's a person. He can hold you. He can help you. He can show you what to do. He can tell you what to do. He can, he can help you in life. I' you seeing it? Yeah. yeah. So just expose yourself to the Word. It's so important. Like in the week, you'll come to church on Sunday, but it's not done. You see, during the week, read your Bible, spend time, decide, intentionally give time to the Word. Do you study your notes passively? You study your notes actively so that you can pass your exam. Same with the Word of God. You need to study it actively. You need to decide that I'm going to read this thing. I'm going to find out. I'm going to read this chapter. I'm going to read these verses. I'm going to find out what is written in First Corinthians. You may never know what is in First Corinthians chapter 5, till you die as a child of God. That's so wrong. What do you think of what I'm saying? Yeah. You never found out about yourself. The word of God shows you who you are. I've been talking about those who don't read the, the manual, the Casio Calculator manual. Have you heard me say it before? Yeah. When you buy a Casio Calculator, it comes with a big book inside. In different languages. That is the manual. If you don't read it, you will not know what is inside the calculator. You will just be punching 2 plus 5 and 4 times 5. You, you will stop using your brain for 4 times 5 because you think the calculator is what is supposed to do that for you. That is why you'll be so slow in exams, especially when it comes to math. Because 4 times 5, require punching. The calculator is meant to do other things. Yeah, functions, logarithms, eh? sine, cos. Can functions, FN, whatever, matrices, calculus, trigonometry, can punch trigonometry things for you. But because you never read the the manual, you never got to know. There's there's, There's a life exam. There's an exam in life. And there's a manual that comes with that life. That manual is called the Bible. As you read the Bible, you get to know who you are. It shows you who you are. The Bible is referred to as a mirror. You see, in Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen, he lets us know that the word of God is a mirror. Second Corinthians 3, 18, But we all, with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. The word glass there is mirror. Beholding us in a mirror, the word of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, keep your finger here. Go to James chapter one, verse twenty-one. James 21. twenty-one. I'm going to ask you to ask your questions. though I'm just picking your mind. I'm just trying to put some things in place for you. Okay? I want you to ask your questions in just two minutes. I'll stop here. It says, For lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Then it says, But be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers. Be practitioners of the word. See, I'm a word practitioner. Word. You just do what the word of God says. You do a doer of it. We are doers of the word. Okay? So if the word says, you are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. What do you do? You start behaving as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You may not feel it. Did you feel born again? No. You never felt born again, but you know you are born again. Yes. Yeah. It's a knowing now, but initially you didn't know much. But now you know it. You know it to the nonsense degree. I know if I fall dead today, I'm going to heaven. I don't have any other place to go. It makes no difference. I'm not falling dead today. Uh, not today. It's just an example. Do you see? Yeah. Knowledge of the scriptures brings you into freedom. You stop fighting and you start resting. Yeah, you stop fighting and you start resting because you know that it's all done. When Jesus said it is finished, it was really finished. Everything He had done, everything He has brought you to enjoy life. Stop struggling, start enjoying life. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Just hearing the word over and over and over and over and going and coming and going and coming, not doing it, not practicing it. You see, you are deceiving yourself. Because your success will not come by any other means. Your success will only come by the word. And you keep hearing about the word of God. And you keep forgetting about it. I don't know if you get it. Since you are deceiving yourself. There are other Christians who feel they can make it through other means. It's not true. Your only means of success is through the word. You were born of the word. And hence you only succeed by the word. Have you seen a fish moving around? in a baggy shorts with a One Life Jam t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> moving around in a sister it's only in cartoons, isn't it? you can see some in Spongebob Spongebob Squarepants but not in real life why? fishes are born where? of water, fishes are born of water they are born in water and because they are born in water, they must live in water to survive how do you kill fishes? Just bring them out of the water, isn't it? Have you seen a fisherman with machine gun killing the fishes in the sea? You don't need a machine gun; that's waste of resources. All you need with grenade, boom, boom, you are killing. No, all you need is to bring the fishes out of where they are born, and they will die after some few minutes. They will just die. Same with you and I as Christians. We are born of the world. First 1 Peter one twenty three, being born again, not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God that lives and abides forever we are born of the word do you see and because we are born of the word we must of necessity stay in the word in order to survive try catching a fish in the water and see with your hands try chasing the the fish in the water with your hands you are trying to catch him you can't catch him never it's not possible he has power in there that is the environment your power is in the word that is your environment are you a Christian? Yeah. Are you born again? Yeah. See, my power, power is in, in the word. Yeah. So as soon as you, you start living outside the word, you start dying. You may not see it. Fishes don't die immediately, you bring them out of the water. Some can stay alive for, for an hour. They can stay alive for an hour. Yeah. So there are Christians who are not living by the word and it seems as though nothing is happening to them. But with time, you will just check after the system. Do you see? so he says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves next verse, for if any man be, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass the word glass, I said is what? is a mirror, he says he's like a man who is looking at his face in a mirror now that says so much That's, if you look into the mirror do you see your grandmother? that would be Africa electronics, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if you look into a mirror and you see your grandmother or your mother or your uncle that's a very serious thing when you look into a mirror you see yourself, isn't it? he says, it's like a man beholding his natural face in a mirror next verse for he beholdeth himself he he looks at himself and goes away and immediately forgets what manner of man he was what is he trying to say? the mirror shows you what manner of man you are it shows you who you are I don't know if you get it. Yes. What is the mirror? The word. the word. So the word of God shows you who you are. As you read the word, you see your actual self. Your actual self. You are the power of God in this earth. Wow. You are the blessed of God in this earth. Why? Because that's what the word of God shows you when you read it. I just, I just showed you Ephesians 1, 3, isn't it? Yeah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us? Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. All, not some. All. Say all. All All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I'm blessed. blessed. With With everything that I need. That is you. So if you don't feel blessed, if you don't feel blessed, is that the real you? that's not the real you. The real you, what you see in the mirror is that you are blessed. Yeah. You look into the mirror, you see yourself dressed nicely with a suit and a tie. Okay? Dressed nicely with a gown, beautiful uh, bridesmaids gown. With all your makeup done, with the most expensive earrings, expensive, every expense. I mean you're dressing in the mirror, as the mirror is showing you, it's worth a hundred million dollars. And then you go away and then you forget that. This is how you look. And you go and lie in a gutter. That's that is that is what he's talking about. Because you don't remember who you are. If you remember who you are, you start living like who you are. So you look and then you chin up. I will never be depressed in my life. Depression will be knocking at your door, king, 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 king king. I want to come in into depression that listen I am the one who is favored of God I am the one who has a life of God in him I can never be depressed so you insist on it I can never be impressed depressed yeah I can never be poor maybe poverty is staring at you in the face you look into the mirror it shows you that you are rich 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 chapter 8 verse 9 for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich you read that you see yourself you start believing what you see this is what I am. I'm rich. I'm not poor. I have all things. I'm full. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm complete in Christ. Now you turn away, you go into, the, you don't look into the mirror every, every time. I mean, you don't look in. today's selfie has come, so you see people look into the mirror every time. But that is still not, it still doesn't work. You can't hold the mirror like this and you are moving around, looking at it. You may look into the mirror in the morning, but when you move around, you don't forget what kind of man you are you know, you remember you have beard I have beard, I'm a beard ganga. Yeah. do you remember who you are? Yeah. so he says as you look as you keep looking into the mirror you are changed from glory to glory the more you fellowship with the word through the spirit the better your life becomes this is Christian, this is it <laughs> your success will not come by any other means we can preach about 70 ways to, be, to succeed in life and all kinds of... But it doesn't actually work. That doesn't actually work. Your means of prosperity is through the word of God. Yeah. So accept it. Believe it. And start saying it for yourself. Declaring it is what makes it real in your life. The more you speak the word, the more it works in your life. You may not feel it, but you speak it. Do you see? You speak it. The more you speak it, the more it becomes real for you. If you feel that the word of God is not real for you, start putting your faith to work by speaking the word of God concerning yourself. Romans chapter 10 Verse 8 and verse 9 and verse 10. But what's he added? The word is nigh thee. Even where? He says the word is where? Nigh thee. Even in thy mouth. The word of God is in thy mouth first. Before it is in your heart. Even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of God is in your mouth. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 he told Joshua. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of that I'm not out of your heart. If you realize that the thing is not really in my heart, I don't really believe it. If you realize you don't believe something, start saying it. Are you in a church? Yeah. Start saying it. Start saying it. Start saying it. I'm not a sinner. I'm, if you believe that you're a sinner, start saying this, that I'm not a sinner. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your heart may tell you that you're a sinner, but then you tell your heart that I'm the righteousness of God. Very soon you have to start believing what you are saying. That is how to practice the word. When we say we are doers of the word, we are talking about speaking it, declaring it, declaring the word of God. We are having the same spirit of faith as it is written I have believed, therefore have I spoken. If you believe, you speak. So, what don't you believe? You look into the mirror, he's saying that you are the glory of God. You check your life, there's nothing glorious about you. What do you do? Do you confess your situation? Do you say your situation? You look into the word of God, he says you are healthy you are the healthy one of God I'm full of strength I'm strengthened by His mind by my that's what you see in the word but when you look at your life you realize that it's like you are weak you are beggarly you are nothing what do you do? how do you get yourself to look like what the word of God is saying? by speaking by speaking say what God has said concerning you and soon enough you'll have to start believing what God says about you I'm strong I'm healthy. I'm healthy. Cancer cannot dwell in my body. Kidney failure cannot occur in my system. My kidneys are functioning every single day. After 70, my kidneys are functioning. After 80, my kidneys are still functioning. I'll never die young. Never in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, some time ago, I could sense death around me. Yeah, I could sense death. Like when I, when I'm sitting now, I feel death. Do You know what I did? Let me show it to you. First Corinthians three, verse twenty-one. Therefore, let no man glory in things. For all things are yours. Haven't seen it? Yeah. Next, that he shows you what and what are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, these were preachers. He says all the preachers of the world are yours. I'm yours. All the world. He says the world is yours. The whole world is yours. Do you believe it? Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't believe it now, don't worry. Start seeing it. The world is mine. In other words, there's no country that can block me. No country can close its doors to me. Whether it's America, UK, Canada, Germany, England, wherever. Do you know England? Afghanistan. Makes no difference. No country's doors. you are you, you are the ones who want to bugger. Don't you want to travel? Yeah. yeah. So if you don't start saying some of these things, every door will close. When you take your visa application, they will look at your visa and say, ah, "This girl, her face is not nice. She's not going. She looks like somebody who will not come back." <laughs> say the world is mine, or the world, all oh, oh, life. Life is yours. Enjoy your, life. Enjoy your
0: life
1: Yeah All life then he says All death Even death is yours Even death is yours He says all death all death. Jesus has the keys of hell and death All death So I started saying death is mine death is- death, And because death is mine Can, you, can your phone control you no. In some cases it controls some people
0: yeah.
1: You know They allow it to control them but anonymous is not supposed to control you. What you have does not control. Your shirt does not control you. Because you have the shirt. Your mind should not control you. Because you have your spirit who, have, who has a soul and has a mind. So your mind should not control you. I, say, I can't I can't no. You can't you can think the way you want to think. Or death. So I began to tell them you are mine. And what I say to you, you will hear. Not now. I'll die after ninety. Yeah, in 2070 I'll still be around. I tell you, 2070 is how many years are now? This is 2020, 50 years from now. I'm still young. 2070, I'm still around, strong. Yeah, preaching. What do you think? Yeah. Look at if we, uh, Hebrews chapter two. So you may not, you may not look at, you may not see it, you may not see it like. This is what God's word says. But your experience is different. How do you get the word of God? How do you get your experience to fall in line with the word of God? By speaking. By your confessions. How do you become born again? You believed and you spoke. You didn't just believe. You believed with your heart. And then you spoke with your mouth. Then you became born again. Same thing with every single thing in the kingdom of God. You believe with your heart. Then you speak with your mouth. You believe with your heart. Then you speak with your mouth. You believe with your heart, then you speak with your mouth If you don't believe with your heart Just speak with your mouth Start speaking with your mouth And your heart will start believing I it? Start speaking with your mouth And your heart to start believing Listen, when we talk about poverty, I've been poor before I've been poor before There are preachers who say they don't have uh, Grass to grace Kind of story But I, I think I have had that kind of story Yeah Poor, 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 poor Nothing to show For anything. Yeah. But then I got a hold of the word of God at a point. And I started believing it. And I started confessing it for myself. I started confessing it for myself. Continuously. Continuously. There were days. There was at least seven or eight years of my life. Where every morning. I had a particular confession I confessed. Every morning. For seven years. I was not joking. And I'm not joking now. (laughs) Yeah. I wake up and I'll say. Prosperity is mine. I've been called as an answer to a kind of millions. I've said it so many times to you. Yeah. I'll never go, never go down. The spirit of wisdom, counsel, and might are working in me. I'll never go down. I'll keep going higher and higher. I was saying that for myself every time. And I'm, that is my experience now. I'll be lying to you if I tell you I'm poor. And I'll be lying to you if I tell you I don't know God. And I don't, I don't understand his word. I'll be lying to you. It will be a lie. I'll be lying to you if I tell you I don't know my future. I know my future. I know where I'm going. I know exactly where I'm going. I know how my future is going to be. I know how how gloriously wonderful my future is going. To. I just know it. No matter how the economy gets, it makes no difference. Why? Because I've used the word for myself, and I'm still using it. Okay. Hebrews chapter two. Let me show you. Because I was talking about that. Let me show you. Let's read from verse nine. But Okay, let's read read from verse 8. I think it will be nice from verse 8. But thou has put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he has put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus. Next verse. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the sufferings of death, so that he might taste death for every man. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Jesus tasted death for every man. I don't need to taste death again. I don't need to taste death again. But I don't need to taste death again. Because Jesus tasted death for me. For it became him for whom all are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the cattle of their salvation perfect through sufferings for both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one okay I'm reading from verse 14 now for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself like Christ took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil so he has destroyed the one who had the power of death the devil had the power of death but Jesus has destroyed him now do you believe it and delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage they are those who are afraid of death and they are always afraid yeah, when we say death now, then something's doing them. No, Jesus has stated death for every man. Hallelujah. So see I'll never die. You know actually, Jesus has brought immortality to light. Hmm? So you can live forever, you can live forever. See I can live forever. Those who start believing that are the ones who be raptured. when you start believing that you will live forever, then you'll be raptured. In Jesus' name. Any question? I know you have questions. Yes. You also have a question. Any question? Yes. Another question here. There are so many questions. So ask for questions. You can even be about relationships. I'll answer, I'll answer it for you. Okay? Maybe you found a beloved now and you don't know how to go about it. You are liberty to ask. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: First, I want to find out. Uh, Second Timothy 3.15 says, And that from a child... That thou, thou hast known the holy scriptures, yeah. which is able to make you wise unto salvation. Exactly so. And then every scripture is inspirational by God. By the
1: inspiration of God. And it's is profitable, profitable for, for doctrine, doctrine, for reproof,
0: for correction, mm-hmm. for righteousness, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect. perfect and truly furnished mm-hmm. unto every good work. Yeah. But Paul also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 2, 1 Corinthians 2, 2. I want to read that one.: Read it. He says, "Amplified." And as for myself, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come proclaiming to, I'm sorry, for I resolved to know nothing, to be acquainted with nothing, to make a display of the knowledge of nothing, and to be conscious of nothing among you except Jesus Christ, the Messiah and him crucified. So Paul is saying he decided to know anything apart from Jesus Christ but Timothy is also saying all scripture is prof- profitable for doc- doctrine, for reproof and correction and Galatians 1 also says that Paul was saying that if anyone if any man preaches anything apart from the gospel of Christ let him be accused, so are we supposed to know only the gospel of Christ or all scripture everything, uh, the mystery of Nebuchadnezzar trying to come out from the wilderness or maybe the armor of Goliath <laughs> Pastor, are we supposed to combine them with the beard of Aaron, the staff of Aaron? Pastor, I want to find out. Thank you.
1: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, the scriptures you use in the question you ask don't match, actually. Uh-huh. But um, if you want to find out whether uh, you know in First Corinthians 13 from verse 1 Let's look at it. 1 Corinthians 13 one. Paul talks about all knowledge. Okay? He mentions that love is preferred to all knowledge. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, this, and I understand all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and not have love, I am nothing. Go to, have you seen it? Have you seen this one? So, all knowledge is not enough. Is your knowledge of the love of God in Christ that is good enough for you? 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Let's read it in the Amplify. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 and 2. Now about food offered to idols. Of course, we know that all of us possess knowledge concerning these matters. Yet mere knowledge causes people to be puffed up. That's what mere knowledge does to you. Mere knowledge just causes you to be puffed up, to bear yourself loftily and be proud. But love, affection, and goodwill, and benevolence edifies and builds up and encourages one to grow to his full stature. If anyone imagines that he has come to know and understand much of divine things without love, he does not yet perceive and recognize and understand as strongly and clearly nor has he become as intimately acquainted with anything as he ought or is necessary. So, gathering knowledge is not enough. Okay? Gathering knowledge of Nebuchadnezzar's uh, dream or whatever, Concerning this one, concerning this one. It's not, that is not the most important thing. The most important thing for you as a Christian is to grow in love, is to mature in love. You see? Now, as you grow in love, you would get to know what you have to know. Or It's not all knowledge you're supposed to get involved in. Okay? Go to First Corinthians 13, 13. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now abide faith, hope, and love. These three. But the greatest of these is what? Is love. Go to verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I saw as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Verse twelve. For now we see to a glass darkly, but when, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. So all that you will know today is in, is even in part. You will not have clear understanding concerning everything. Okay. But there's one knowledge you need to have. It's called the knowledge of Christ, because in Christ is ahead the knowledge, all knowledge. That's why Paul said that. I decided not to know anything amongst you except Christ and Him crucified. Okay? Because in Christ is all knowledge. Okay? It says, uh, let's read from verse, verse 1, Colossians 2 1. For I would that you knew what great comfort I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as I have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be comforted, being together in love, and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ. Then it says, of, so he says Christ, right? The last statement is Christ. Then it says, Christ, in whom I hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Christ, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge I hid. I don't forget it. And all the knowledge you can find in the Old Testament are a shadow of Christ, who is the real one. So, go down to uh, verse 16, Proverbs two 16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the sabbath or sabbath days, which are a shadow; they are all a shadow. All the things of the Old Testament are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. I remember on, on Wednesday, you asked a question along something along this line. The knowledge of God you should have is the knowledge of Christ, and that will lead you to every other thing. Now, as you read the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit will help you; He will enlighten you and show you. What this represents and what that represents. You check it with the body of revelation that is in the body of Christ, and you are fine. How do you forget it? Have eh? I answered you? Yeah. So, Christ is the end of all things, He's the mystery of God. So, learn about Christ some more. Okay? In Jesus' name. Amen. Aaron's beard. You can't measure the dimensions of Aaron's beard. You know, the all knowledge that is so important. There are things that you learn that will not. I thought I read I read Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 11 for you. Let's read Ecclesiastes 12, 11. The words of wise as go verse 12. And further by these, my son, be admonished, of making many books, there is no end. And much studies the awareness of the flesh. Have isn't it? Yeah, they are unnecessary. There are people who preach all kinds of things and learn about all kinds of some people preach about stars because they saw that some wise men saw a star and followed the star to meet Jesus. So they start studying about stars. They say that everybody has a star. And your star can be dimmed or darkened or your star can bright. How are you going to make your star bright? Do you know how you are going to make it? You have to change the bulb. So there are things that are not necessary. There are excesses. It doesn't help anybody. Do you see it doesn't help anybody. Some people we should study the sun, cosmic revelation of whatever. It's nonsense, really. And they say we should study about uh, washing of feet. That we should practice washing of feet. There are some churches that practice it. There are some churches that don't practice it. Makes no difference. Okay. Just grow. Just grow in love. You'll be fine. Second, uh, second, Peter chapter three, verse eighteen. Maybe you should read the whole of 2 Peter 3. You see it. And then you should read the whole of Jude. Jude 1. Okay? Jude 1. Now, before Paul said uh, Peter said this, but growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Have you seen what you say is growing? It says, but growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To whom, to him be glory both now and forever and ever. Amen. Now, before he said this, eh, he was talking about the ends of the world and knowledge and all of those things then he says but you you that you are a child of God, growing grace mm-hmm. then in Jude Jude 1, same thing Jude also talks about how plenty of things, how ungodly men shall be judged and so many things and wandering stars see, Jude is the one who mentions wandering stars and all of that then in verse 20 he says that but be beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost how is you seen it? Keeping yourself in the lap, go to the Jesus. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So after saying all of these the things that you say, they'll let you know what you should do. The major thing you should do. The other one said, growing grace in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This guy said, But beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. That's all you need. And you'll be fine. Okay? Huh. Now, this particular thing that you are asking me is what has tipped a lot of people off into studying. Do you know pantheism? You shouldn't know it. People
0: are.
1: Uh, do you know Calabar? Kabbalah, rather. Who has said Kabbalah before? There are churches who chant by shouting some sounds. Ooh. They, they, that is their meditation. Ooh. Churches. Churches who started preaching about Christ and about faith and about hope and love because of their test for knowledge they started getting into all kinds of things Kabbalah is the study is Judaism the spirituality of Judaism okay that is uh, the rabbis who left the word of God and were now into studying the atmosphere and all of that and got into some spiritual things and went off God hates it but now there are Christian churches who are preaching things from Kabbalah and Panthe. pantheism is multiple gods. So you go into Buddhism. When they go into Buddhism, they say that there are some, there's something in Buddhism that uh, leads to Jesus. They will tell you that Jesus went to um, Egypt when he was a child to go and learn how to do miracles, and at a point he went to India to go and learn some things. So we need to go to India. There's something, in, but all that is not true. It's all false. The Bible is enough. Read your Bible. Pray every day. You grow well. I uh, was before I realize... You are now something else. You don't believe in Jesus Christ anymore. You now believe in some things. When something happens to you, you think you should get some horn, some salt, and some oil and mix it and blow it through the horn. Then you'll be fine. When the word of God shows you simply what you should do, just pray about it in the name of Jesus. What doing do word or in, or in the do or in the name of the Lord Jesus? As simple as that. Some people can't understand that particular thing. How simple it is. Because of a test for knowledge. So it's a dangerous thing. Knowledge is not good <laughs> Just knowledge is not good That's why it says grow You don't really know what you think you know If what you are getting to know Is not out of the love of God You have missed it I have a friend eh? there what, what we are talking about I have experienced it for myself This was 2020 In 2008 How many years is that? 12 years ago So 12 years ago I had some friends who were all into Christ. You know, I was one of the people who brought Kenyon's books to campus. And a lot of people got to hear it. Kenyon, EW Kenyon. So we all started studying Kenyon's materials, Kenne Higgin's materials and all of that. Then some people said that they have finished that one. They know those ones. Now they have to rise up to other things. So there was this friend of mine who organized a very wild meeting talking about knowledge, knowledge of this, knowledge of that, knowledge of this. They wasted 12 years of their life, I tell you. They are regretting today. That is those whose eyes have been opened, are regretting today. They are cursing the church they were in. They are cursing the church they were in because of how far they went. Simple prayer, they couldn't pray. Now they they weren't into prayer anymore. They were into combining things. You have no idea. They became chemists. (laughs) Combining oil with salt, with sugar, with this one, and sand. They will make some sand to it and then pour it into the atmosphere. saying some things, throwing stones and all kinds of things. They have become fetish priests. All of them became fetish priests. So you have to be very smart. The Bible is enough. The word of God is enough. Anybody who starts telling you that you need to read about the book of Barnabas, uh, the 6th and 7th book of Moses, is he deceiving you? is deceiving you.
0: The
1: one you have, you have not finished reading Read that one. In Jesus' name, all you regret it. I've seen so many people have regretted. it. has been 12 years they've regret it. There are those who are now finding, they are now finding them. And I'm just looking at them like this. Like, do you understand? Some young people are now getting into it. And I'm just I'm like, ah, you don't know. You'll go. You'll come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone else had, we had, yeah. yeah. Thank
2: you, Pastor. Pastor, please. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 23 Message version
1: First Samuel
2: chapter 15,
1: 15, 15
2: verse 23
1: 23
2: Message version Okay so it was say it was about it was basically about so King Saul, sorry, and when they went to the war and something. So, so uh, Pastor, I will my my question is here. Not doing what God tells you in, is far worse than fooling around in the occult and getting yourself imp, getting self important around God. So, uh, Pastor, I wanted to ask that: Is there any point, like in this Christian walk? Is there, do you have any points where you feel important around God? Like, so I don't know how it is, but I wanted I want to know. If you can actually feel importance around God.
1: Emphatically, yes. That's pride. That's, that's, that's the first sin. Pride is the first sin. That's what generated the devil. So the devil was not the devil before. He was called Lucifer. And Lucifer is a good name. Lucifer means the bringer of light. The light bearer. Or the light bringer. The day star. Sorry, not the star. Jesus is called the dista. Are you surprised that Lucifer is a good name? You can call your child Lucifer. It'll work. Please, it's not because of the one who is who was named after it. You can't name your child after. Do you know Lucy is from that particular? Who is called Lucy here? Anybody with Lucy? So it's from two words. Eh? It means the bringer of light. And he had the opportunity to be at the feet of God. He was, always, he was a carrier of the uh, presence of God at that time. He was the one who was bringing the, uh, the people of that time's worship to God and all of that. And he was lifted up in pride. Hmm? Ezekiel 28 from verse 14. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 11. You can read it for yourself. I'm not going to read it. Okay. Read it for yourself. I'll show you the references. Ezekiel 28, 14. Isaiah 14, from verse 11 to verse 18. You can read it for yourself. He had great things. And then he was lifted, his heart was lifted up in pride. He became very important around God. He felt so important. He felt he was so great. And God brought him down. Hallelujah. If you read in First uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. He says, not a novice. He was talking about choosing a bishop, choosing a leader in the church. Okay, it's verse 6 rather. Not a novice. He's talking about choosing leaders. He says, don't choose a leader who is a novice, someone who does not know anything. Not a novice, Less being lifted up with pride, he falls into condemnation of the devil. Do you see? The condemnation of the devil was pride. So you can, you can become very important. You feel that you are more important than everybody in the church because you have a certain kind of position. I'm not different from the one who pack, packs cars in the church or the one who cleans the church. We are all the same. It's just administration that has made me different. Administrative speaking, I'm the head of the, the, the ministry. That's all. In front of God, we are all the same. So I must treat everybody as I'm supposed to. If you treat people as rags, God will treat you as a rag. And pride is the only thing that makes God fight you. The only thing that makes God fight his children is pride. If someone is fighting you, God can save you. If God is fighting you, who can save you? <laughs> so, 1 Peter chapter chapter 5, verse 7. 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting your care point for, for a curse for you. Next verse. Go up. Go to verse 5. Okay. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Ye, All of you be subject one to another and be clothed in humility. For God resisted the proud. Have you seen it? God, that's what? So, brother, sister, you have, when you die and you are put in the mug, the fridge you lie in, maybe the one who will be lying in there before they put you there, was a madman. And they they normally put you opposite each other. So, if I'm lying this way, I'm dead, and I'm lying this way, they'll put you on me, and your legs will be around my head area, and your head will be around my leg area. My leg can enter your mouth you ask your, as a dead, like human beings, nothing. Have you seen dead body before? Have you seen like a cast then before, with someone's head gone off their hand? I mean, it's just nothing. You are like chicken, basically. So don't become so. You feel you are beautiful, so you are moving in a certain way. So start advise yourself. Like, don't be proud. Pride is something that you shouldn't get involved in. Okay. Humble yourself. he says, for God resists at the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Read about Nebuchadnezzar and his pride. Read about Queen Vashti and her pride. These are proud people who spoke proudly. And as soon as you, have, you become proud, God judges you immediately. Nebuchadnezzar was judged immediately. Vashti was judged immediately. Hey. So pride is a dangerous thing. Okay? Yeah. Saul felt... Saul was the king. He was anointed to be king over Israel. Not priest over Israel. There was a priestly duties and there was a kingly duties. Saul entered the king, the priestly duties to go and do the job of the priest when he was not supposed to do it. And God said that you are not not wise. So God judged him. He felt he was big and that he can do some things. But it's not supposed to be like that. Okay? Uh So, humble yourself. Do you understand humility? Humility is not being muamua. Do mua. you know Muamua mua spirit? <laughs> that is not that is not song. that's not humility. Okay. Humility is living according to the word of God. And living humbling yourself has to do with letting the word of God mean something to you. That's humility. What do you think humility was? Humility is humbling yourself, letting your, going down for God to have control over you. Pride is going against God and his word. That's why he will resist you. Please, you understand? Yeah, so humble yourself. And fight to be humble. Fight to be what? The bigger you become in anything, the more you feel like you can destroy people's lives. Like if someone speaks against you, Hey, me. Have you been to Ashanti region before? Have you been to Ashanti region before? Oh. In this place they speak proudly a lot. Who <laughs> mean? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Have I answered you? Beautiful. Okay, yeah.
0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Daddy. Uh, I want to ask, uh, I want to know, actually, what do you, as a person, as a father, and as a pastor, how do you spend your time? Like, what do you do with your time? Like, for example, did you they have, have to, to follow me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I have to do
1: a, a reality show.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue, please. So, for example, today that you are not preaching, like on Monday like this, probably in the house. Like, how do you spend your time? <laughs> what do you do with your time? Uh, because, uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Uh, it is said that it's a legitimate question, isn't it? Yes. It is said that it is foolishness to do the same thing and expect different results. And so, I want to know how do you spend your time if it is
1: something that I can copy and do the we'll same. We listen thing. to the word a lot. You can ask my wife. We listen to the word a lot. Yeah, that is what I can say to you. I learn more through watching. So if I'm, and there are some people I watch. So I watch them frequently, and I listen to them frequently. If I'm not good, it's because I've not listened for a while. If I listen, I'm, I'm I'm fine. So I listen a lot, and I think a lot, because thinking is something people don't like to do. So I think. I think. I think about. I think about the word of God. By God's grace, I know the scriptures. There was a period in my life when. I got to know that I was getting to know the scriptures line upon line you know, like getting the scriptures in I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say getting First Corinthians 1, 1 in Romans 1 this one, Genesis 18 what's in Genesis 18? He said, you will struggle but I will not struggle I know what's in Genesis 18 I know what's in Genesis 11 Genesis 10, Genesis 9, Genesis 12 Genesis 13, 14, 15 I know it's in Numbers 11. What's in Numbers 11? You don't know. But I know. Do you get it? Numbers 11, 12, 13. I know know all that is there. So I can sit down and think. I'm reading Bible as I'm sitting down, as I'm thinking. I don't know if you get it. Uh By God's grace, I have that. So when I say I think, I think on the Word and I think on ministry, what to do. I'm I'm a pastor. That's what I do. So I think on what to do. What step... I think our church growth more than anything. If you like, I think our church growth. What what to do? What does God want me to do? Basically, apart from that, I eat with my I eat too, <laughs> and I pray. Okay, I pray. I try to pray, maybe two to three hours every day. I try to do that, two to three if I have the time. And I travel a lot. I've been to a car twice this week go and come, go and come, working. On Thursday morning, early morning, 7 a.m., I was in Accra. I had an engagement at uh, a strongman uh, at Agoba. I got it done. I had to go to our, our site. I had it done. I had to drive all the way to Pram Pram for a meeting with uh, the general secretary of ICGC. I'm just trying to get to know church things. So I'm going to those who have done it to go and learn. So I had some one hour, two hours with him, learning, saying things and writing things down, listening to him and all of that. Had a personal meeting with him by God's grace. Drove back, went to another church site to go and have a look. I went to Potter City. Prophet Naniya, al the place. That's what I do. I can be driving with him and I'll say, let's go and look at this church. Let's. Turn. I can turn around. If I see a building, I can just turn around and just go. That's, I do that a lot. Apart from that, I talk to God's children. So my WhatsApp is almost always full of conversations, calls. So basically, that's what I do with my time. Okay. I'm a church. I'm into church, so I'm on the church Monday to Sunday, Monday to Sunday. If I, and in the evenings, most of the time I'm preaching in the evenings. You are not the only people I preach to. I preach to different groups at different times. So, basically, that's what I do with my time. What you can do is that spend spend a lot of time with the word. Just try. As I don't want to say something, you don't say something. Great. Spend a lot of time with the word of God, and as you spend a lot of time with the word of God, it will start showing in your life. Do you see? If you are listening to it continuously, it will start showing in your life. If you listen to it continuously, it will start showing in your life. You will start catching the scriptures. You will start catching it. I listen to Bishop Doug, I listen to Pastor Chris, I listen to Reverend George. Reverend George's message on the Holy Spirit that he preached here has played in my car for more than the whole week. When I was in the car, that was what was playing in, in, in my car almost all the time when my wife was not around. When my wife comes, she puts another one inside and we listen to it. Yeah. So she can say something. I know she wants to say something. Yeah.
2: Hallelujah. So I, because I, you, you realize that your schedule and pastor's schedule are very different, isn't it? Yes. He's not a student. So it will be very difficult. Okay. But as a student, your books are important. Hallelujah yes because your books and the word of God we've all been students before the time the pastor was learning the scriptures he was in the university so it was during the university time that we got to learn a lot about God It was coming to KNUSD that we were exposed to a lot of godly things so that was where we began learning but we also did well academically do you understand
1: I had a second class upper okay in chemistry.
2: <laughs>
1: Clap for me, I'm done with her. And my wife was in medical school. You I was understand, a medical
2: yes. We didn't
1: trail. Not even one course. Yes, I didn't, we didn't trail, trail even one because, course. You can yeah, go and check.
2: We didn't trail because we were doing the work of God. No, because that doesn't bring glory to God. Okay, you learn from some one or two mistakes, but when you learn it, you, you pick up and you go forward. Do you understand? uh uh-huh. So when you come to church, right now you're engaged in the things of God, that's very good. But don't just be activity full of activity. You have to learn the word of God for yourself. Because when a time comes, sometimes you don't have anybody, you don't always have your pastor around. You also have to be able to use that word for yourself. But if you have not been You know, you haven't been studying the word on your own. Getting to know the word of God for yourself. Being curious that this thing that I believe, what is it all about? I really want to know more about it. You can't sleep and expect the thing to enter your head. So so this is just like a lecture. Okay, when you go home, there's more for you to do. Like research, you understand. Read the word, get to know Jesus for yourself. Don't be a lazy student. You come here, you, 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 you hear the word and you go because you feel like there's no exam. Life is an exam. The exam is life. Life is the exam that you take. Circumstances will come. So the word of God prepares you for life. It prepares you for life. So don't just come. When you go home, look, change some, um, what do you call it, um, some hobbies. It's a purposeful change. It's not as if, I, okay, I, when, when I'm, I'm there the Holy Ghost stops it for me, then I'll stop. No, that's how some people also think. No, you watch some things. It's very difficult for me to watch a lot of movies, even when they are very good. Sometimes the language is so bad and foul. It's sometimes you read it and it's like, okay, let me have a break. You watch one or two, it's like, yeah, your head is pinning you. Because nowadays the movies that have come is terrible. They are trying to take God out of people. It's like as you are watching it, they are cursing, they are using Jesus' name as a curse word, you know. So a lot of people use Jesus' name as a curse word, even Christians. And you don't even know that that's what you are doing. Do you understand? Somebody who say something is supposed to be a surprise instead of saying, oh my goodness, or, or you, so you change your tongue. You say, Jesus Christ. Anytime I hear that thing, I cringe. You know, when it's it's said out of, it's it's so, you demean the name and when you need it, you say it. Like, angels are confused, what are you saying? (laughs) Oh yes, it's true. No, do you understand? You can't use somebody's name as an insult and then want to use it for a delivering thing. It doesn't work, It's, it's contrary. Do you understand? So these are the little things. If you've read the Bible, they said the Bible says don't use the Lord's name in vain. You know that. You don't just use the name. It's a precious name. It's a powerful name. It carries power. You see, you understand little things like that. Change the programs. I, don't, I know that there are not a lot. Very few Christian programs. Get messages. When you came to my house, I was watching a message. Either that, or I'm watching somebody's healing. That will inspire me to know that, hey, there's something going on. Do you understand? We started watching these things when we were in the university. You know, sometimes people make us feel like we are old. We are not old. We are very young, actually. Okay? But we started these things at your age. Purposefully deleted uh, uh, worldly music. And purposefully bought Christian music. So that we could, we could surround ourselves with the word constantly. So if you are not listening to it via music, you are listening to it via um, what, video or via audio or something like that. There are people we listen to, we mention their names here. You understand? After you have done your work by reading what you have been taught in the house. Because you are here, you are being fed, you have to know what is being taught for you. Because whatever thing is being said here is for a particular Time for you. you. You get it. That's the meal for you at that time. When you are done, you can read. You can watch other people's on, like on some topics that you are not too co- um, convinced about, or there's a question on your mind. When there's a question on your mind, look for scriptural answers to it. Do you understand? Because there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions people are asking. But you are just there, and you are listening to your friend who knows nothing, and you are comfortable with it. Go to people who have overcome and learn from what they... That's how you become better in life. There's nothing new under the sun. That's what Solomon said. They are not now coming to chart the new way. If somebody has done it, learn it. Look at how. Do you know how come China became how they became? They just copied. And now they are almost the superpower of the world. I don't know if they are, I can't tell. They are almost. So don't just laze around consciously start. It's a choice. The way Daniel purposed in his heart not to do what the other people were doing, Daniel and his friend, it's a purposing, it's a deciding, it's, a, it's an active thing. Don't spend all your time on Facebook. Facebook is very addictive. When you start, it's like, you can't stop. Stop it. You can. You have the power to stop it. Put your phone off if it's difficult. Nobody will die. You don't give anybody life. No, do you understand? Yes. You don't give anybody life. Steady. And grow for yourself. It is for your own benefit. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you can, you can watch a movie, but no, just be careful. Be picky about what you... Be very picky. Don't just watch anything. There are funny series, Netflix. There's one, what, Sex Education or something. We have Netflix. I know, I don't watch it. It's always there. But for goodness sake, why would you want to watch a movie with that, t- that title? after we fighting Curiosity. not to have, not to have um, that explicit sex education in the schools. They've put it in a movie, and you want to watch it. And you come out thinking, one of the first statements they make in the trailer is that young people think only about sex. That's the first thing. I said, this is a lie from the pit of hell. That is not true. But somebody is going to watch it, and subconsciously, that information has a stack. So the person is acting in a way doesn't understand why he's thinking in a particular way. Because you watch something that wasn't right. And that information is stuck. So be wise. You know what is right and what is wrong. You are not children. No, you are not children. Stop deceiving yourself. You are not a child. You are not a child anymore. Do you understand? Yes, and start making right decisions for yourself. Are you answered? Okay, thank you.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You have a question? Okay, our gentleman over there has a question. Okay. But be, hold just a minute, before you, you ask your question, um, you have to be into scheduling as well. Do you know why they do... Um, sorry? Do you know why they do timetable in school? They do timetable in school so that you will learn how to put your life on schedules. You know that from 9... To 11 a.m. we have uh, biology or metals and from 11 to 1 we have accounts and from 1 to 1.45 there's break after the break you come back for another they are teaching you they don't tell us these days but the reason why timetables were done okay originally was so that you learn how to put your life on schedules if you don't schedule your time You do anything that comes per day. So you can be there. Your friend will come and say, let's go here. And then you just follow because you don't have anything doing. Do you get it? Before you realize you are 70 and you are dying. And you've not been able to accomplish anything that God wanted you to accomplish. So learn how to schedule. From this time to this time, I'm doing this. From this time to this Especially when there's nothing happening. There are two problems of time. The number one one is too much time. The second one is no time. Not enough time. So, in every stage of your life, you can be on one of these two faces. It's not that you have too much time, and you don't know what to do with it, so you will be online, just Facebooking, tweeting, Instagramming, Snapchatting, all the chatting before you realize the day has ended. Then the following day, you go again, you go again, you go again. Normally, you go on long vac. For those of you who are in school, I mean, it is finished. That is how. That is why your. Your, your days after school will be messed up because you will not know what to do. Do you see? Uh-huh. You think you're on vacation. And you'll be on vacation for five years. You don't know what to do with yourself. You can't think. Thinking is very important. That is why those who do well to well you know well to well sir? Those who do pickaxe work and concrete work, and all, they are paid small. But those who think are paid a lot. Because thinking is difficult. It's work. And a lot of people don't like it. If you don't start thinking now, someone will think for you. And change your life. So be smart, okay? So put your, your life on shadows. From this time to this time, I'm reading a word. From this time to this time, I'm praying. From this time to this time, I'm doing my assignment. From this time to this time, I'm going to class. From this time to this time, I'm visiting my beloved. Oh, yeah. We had times. I mean, this time, we have to go. Go and do something. Jesus' Please ask your question.
0: Okay. Uh, thank you for giving me an opportunity to ask my question. Uh, from what you were teaching, uh, you mentioned that, like, we don't need to seek uh, God because he is in us, right? So my question is, uh, given an op- uh, a situation whereby maybe someone is doing some bad stuff, uh, I usually, I used to believe that maybe uh God may be, may go somewhere, like may leave. That's what I used to believe, but I think what you say uh, proves conrad. So uh, does like does, like what one does? Does it inactivate like the presence of God, or uh, maybe it goes like sort of a vacation and waits for you? To... <laughs> okay, thank you.
1: All right, I hope you had a question. Yeah. <laughs> you have to learn to hear different Ascents, eh i'm from south africa. Southern africa from southern africa zimbabwe Zimbabwe yeah so it's this southern african uh accent okay so god doesn't go on a vacation he's joined to you and he's joined to you forever okay so uh first Corinthians chapter six verse nineteen is it seventeen or nineteen he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. First Corinthians 6, 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So, because we are joined to the Lord through our salvation, through our born again experience, we are one spirit with God. You can see that the Holy Spirit is trapped in you, or God is being trapped in you. God is in you. He has nowhere to go. He's not going anywhere. Okay? He's not going anywhere. Now, He doesn't go on holiday when you sin. What happens... Uh, to you is in 1 John chapter 1 verse, let's read from verse 7 into verse 9 okay, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin, if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, have you seen it Now, he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Next verse, verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now, so God is with you all the time. When you do something wrong, okay, you somehow fall out of fellowship with him. Do You get it. Even that one, God is waiting for you to confess. If you confess your sins, God, God wants you so much That's that's the amazing thing. God likes you and wants you and desires you more than you you even desire him. Can you imagine we are the beloved of God we love because he first loved us. Inter- God is so interested in you you have no idea. okay? uh-huh and your sin does not take him take you away from him. no, your sin does not take you away from God. But your sin gives you a bad conscience. Go back to that place. First John 1 9. If you confess our sins, he's faithful and just to, He is faithful and He's just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all, all, all unrighteousness. So your, your conscience begins to worry you. You begin to feel like God is not, God has left or God is not with you anymore. But God is not levi. He's not levi, he's there. So if you confess your sin, your fault, whatever it is that you did. You pick up forgiveness for yourself. Do you see? And then you, are, you, are, you just flow. I don't know if I'm making sense. So God does not go anywhere. He's with you. He's always with you. He's trapped with you. He's always with you. Okay? The Holy Spirit is called the seal of the new, of what? Of promise. He's, he's called the Holy Spirit of promise. He's a seal that seals us in God. And he's trapped with us. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 11. Look at Ephesians 1 11. Go to verse 7. There's so much. Let me show it to you. I don't, want to, I don't want us to read too much. Let's read from verse 13. In whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation. In whom also after that we believe you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Have you seen it? He says you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit of promise is a seal for us, it's like a guarantee, it's like a stamp. On you. A stamp on an envelope does not leave. He's always on the envelope. So the Holy Spirit is always with you. You can grieve Him with what you do, the wrong things you do, the wrong statements you make. Okay? But then you must quickly confess your fault. And He will remind you that this thing that you did is not right. How do you know that something is not right? It's not inbuilt naturally to know that something is not right. The reason why you know something is not right is because of the Holy Spirit in you, because you're born again. Those who are not born again, they continue doing the foolish things without thinking, there's no guilt to. An robber does not have guilt when he kills somebody. There's no guilt. I fire a man. I try to shoot a man. I blow your head off me. Yeah. I pop, 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 pop. I mean, he doesn't have any guilt. But you can't do that. Sometimes you kill a termite and you didn't feel guilty. Yeah. You feel guilty. So much guilt. It's the Holy Spirit who gives you that ability to know that something is wrong. Okay? So he's with you. And when you confess your sin, all you need to do is to confess what you did and take forgiveness for yourself if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
2: hallelujah this question comes up a lot because you know people have um, the question or should I say the battle in their minds that hey if God is with me all the time does it mean that I can sin as many times and he's not going to go that's one of the problems that people have, and that's the fear. For example, you know, he said that when I sin, you know, the the, the fear of um, you know some of the gospels we've heard, or some of the I won't say God, some of the preachings we've heard, that so that when you sin, God leaves you. If he doesn't leave you, like God separates himself from you, or you know something of the sort. So there's a lot of fear with regard to that. Okay, now. That is probably why he was asking that question. So that that confusion will be stayed. Otherwise, somebody will say that, okay, because some people think like that. You know, we've seen so many people who mess up because they think that God is not going to leave me nor forsake me. So then let me do anything that I want. Am I lying? Yes. So let's read Romans chapter 6. There's, when you go home, go and read all of Romans chapter 6, okay? All right. But I'll just read a few portions on this. Um, it's, it's, the whole thing is really nice. So, but let's read from 7. Or even from verse 1. It's, it's a long read. It's one of those very... A, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? 2. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein. Okay, so what Jesus did for us, when you read Romans, you know that, okay, so it's explaining itself. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death for, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life so we all died with christ and we've been raised together with him do you understand so therefore sin has no dominion over us when you read the scripture it's like um, i think pastor was saying this somewhere i can't remember that the root of sin has been taken away from you because of you you accepting jesus as your lord and personal savior because jesus came to deal with the problem of sin do you understand so now, like I said, when you go back, go and read all of Romans 6. It's very, it's very nice. Now, if you have a tree, right, that the roots have been uprooted, can it bear fruits again? No, it cannot. Okay, because that, that root that was causing that regeneration of the fruit has been taken away. Now, what, when you become born again, that's basically what has happened to you. That root of sin has been taken out. Now, what? Why you come to church and why you come and hear all these things is that your mind. Because when you became born again, you didn't get a new body. You didn't get a new mind. Your spirit was renewed. Christ, Jesus, God—they were all joined into your spirit. You had a new man inside. Okay. I think that's why Pastor was saying that when you go to the church, you see the body, so you are not your body. When somebody is dead, it is not the person's body. Do you understand? there's something inside you that causes you to be alive that causes the body to move because when you die the body still remains isn't it uh-huh so that thing inside you there's something called the spirit there's something called the soul you understand the spirit's man is renewed that's what the bible tells us and the holy spirit god they are joined you are made one okay now you have to come to know what has happened to you your mind has to be renewed because if you, you, you when you become born again, if you're thinking red was black, you still think red was black until somebody teaches you otherwise, isn't it? That now you have become one with God, and now God is your father, and now this is what he's saying, that as you received him, this is what has happened to you. So you begin to change, your mind has to change that, oh, now I don't have sin inside me again, so I don't sin. So when the thought comes... Because we are not isolated. There's a devil in the world too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. He will come and say that he, he wants to destroy you. So he wants to take what God has given you by force. You have to know that. And that's why you come to church. If you don't come to church, you know that there's a demon, there's a devil who hates you and wants to destroy you. That is why you have to understand what God has made you. Do you understand? that he has saved you from sin. Sin doesn't have power over you. Death doesn't have power over you. Sickness doesn't have power over you. Poverty doesn't have power over you. Now, if you argue with what the Bible is saying, you're agreeing with the devil and it will happen to you. It's either you're agreeing with what the devil thinks or what God thinks. It's two things. And they will either show what you agree to. Do you understand? Uh Aha. Because I think later down, he said, whom you obey, that's the person you are a servant to. It's either you are obeying God or you are obeying the devil. And that is what will lead you. Do. But you are still a child of God. Do you understand? So what happens is that people get confused. Okay, so what about sin? It's not a problem anymore. If you understand that it is not a problem anymore. Yeah. Because it's been taken out. You just have to understand. Like in Philemon 1 says, you have to accept it. You have to speak it to yourself that I don't have this problem anymore. It's gone. Jesus has done it. It has nothing to do with what I do it is a fact, it has been done already so I accept it and I work in it do you understand? I hope you understand what I'm saying if you don't understand, you say I don't understand then we explain this for you 1 John okay. 39
1: says, says what she mentioned First John 3 nine. says whosoever is born of God that's not what? Permit. that's the truth, are you born of God? Yeah. you don't sin that's the reality this is what the word of God says this is the reality, this is your mirror this is your image for his seed. God's seed remains in him. And he cannot sin. He doesn't say he cannot practice sin. He cannot sin. Because he is born of God. Are you born of God? If you are born of God. This is it. Okay. Now. Now that you are born of God. You can either. Give yourself over as a servant. So sin is no more a problem. You are born of God. Sin is no a problem now. Now you decide. To allow yourself. To go. Along the lines of sin. Or you allow yourself to go. Along the lines of righteousness. It's dependent on you now. So in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. We can read from verse 11 to show you. Romans 8, 11. No, no. Romans uh, 6, 11, Not 8. 6, 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. It says, decide. De- Believe it. Put it to your account. Admit that you are dead indeed unto sin. And because you are dead unto, unto sin. If you are dead... You are not alive to this world anymore. You are alive to another world. So if you are dead to sin, it means you are dead. You are not alive to the world of sin any longer. So likewise, reckon yourselves indeed to be dead to sin. But alive. Now you are alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you see? So now you, can only, you are alive to God. And if you are alive to God, then you only respond to God. He says, reckon it. Put it to your account that this is the truth in your life. Next verse. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. So now it is a choice. You decide to let sin reign in your mortal body. Or not. It's not a choice. So sin is not a problem. Those times sin was a problem because it controlled you. You couldn't but do what sin told you to do. But now you have a choice. You can say, it's okay. We are done. We are not going anymore. And he will leave you. So the devil will tempt you. But then you decide that, brother, we are not going along that line. You see so, in James chapter 1, he shows you how things happen to Christians. Why Christians do the wrong things that they do. James chapter 1. Okay. I don't know if I should finish reading this time. He says, Let not sin therefore rain in your mortal body that you should obey it in the last day of next verse, verse 13. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness. So, you yield your members as instruments of righteousness. Every time a Christian sings, it is he who has decided that I like this one. It's the truth. Oh, you decide but yield yourselves unto God. He says, rather yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Next verse, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Sin shall not have dominion over you anymore. Are you born again? You are a child of God and that means that the seed of sin has been taken away. The seed of righteousness has been put into you. Now you yield yourself to Christ and not to sin. So James chapter 1 from verse 14. Look at James 1 14. Let's go to 13. Let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God can be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. Of his own what? Lust. So it always starts with lust. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. So you must, you must check your lust. Don't, it's, it's deceit. Lust is deceive, deceit. You say the sex is good. You have the sex. And it's not so good. You are disappointed. So another guy comes. And you feel that this one will be very good. And it's not so good. And then you are going and going and going and going and going. Before you realize you have 35. You've done 35 already. And now... You don't even know what to do with yourself. So when you marry, you are not satisfied anymore. And then you have a permanent problem. That seems not to go away. So keep your hand here. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. So now it's a choice, really. Sin is not. From verse 20, Ephesians 4, 20. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust, he calls the deceitful lust. how is it and be renewed in the mind renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after god is created in righteousness and true holiness so now that you're a child of god you have a choice to put on the new man or to put on the old man so he, he tells you put off the old man and put on the new man how do you get it so now it's a choice every christian has a choice now if you're a child of God, it's always a choice. It's always a choice. Stealing is a choice. Lying is a choice. Fornication is a choice. Uh, all the bad things you can think about is a choice. You decide. You are not under compulsion, actually. You are not under law. You are now under grace. The great what's grace? grace means that God is in you to help you. You see. Huh. So it's up to you, really. So go back to James chapter one. It says everybody's drawn away by their lust. Deceit is deceit. It's not. You see the ladies book to It's like it's very powerful something. There's not, It's only people that is inside, nothing is inside. Hey. But every person is tempted when he's drawn away, and ties and bated by his own evil desire, lusts, passions. That's where it starts. Go to the next verse. Then the evil desire, when it has conceived, so evil desire conceives, gives birth to sin. And sin when it is fully matured brings forth death. Have you seen it? So in Romans chapter 8. Uh, verse 12. He lets you know says, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. So, but therefore, brother, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. We are not, we are not debtors to the flesh. You don't owe your flesh anything. Isn't it? Next verse 13. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. If you allow your flesh to live, because the fact is that you are in this flesh, there's a flesh here and it has some things inside. It's the truth. But he lets you know that the flesh with the things that are inside have been crucified with Christ with affections and the last love. Just agree. It's all a matter of agreeing with the word of God. So some people say that, oh, these things are in my flesh. I don't know. I can't help myself. Brother, Galatians chapter 5, verse 23, lets you know that what you are saying is not true. Go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 23. 23, please. 24. It's actually 25. Okay. It says, And they that are Christ, have what? They are what? Crucified. With? And uh, last. So you, you, the, the last should not even conceive. If you agree with the word of God. So all you need to do is to agree with the word of God. I'm really dead to sin. And now I am alive. If you are dead, it is, dead, it is very difficult to be brought back to life. Hey, it's not a joke. You need extra power to respond to sin. It is now easier to respond to God. Actually, your natural mood is to respond to God now and move in righteousness, move in holiness, move in grace. It is your natural move now. Responding to sin is the difficult move. It means that you have to come back to life, to, to come back to uh, becoming alive to sin. And that's, that's not a joke. Yeah, so it's a choice now. Whosoever is born of God, whosoever is born of God, that's not commit sin. For the seed of God remains in him. And he cannot sin. Why? Because he's born of God. So understand it, okay? And sin will never be a problem for you. The fact that we are in grace does not mean that we should I mean you will feel bad. You now you know you do one, two, three, and you start feeling bad. It's the devil who is leading you on. Before you realize you've contracted something you're not supposed to contract, and things are happening to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Have you been blessed? Yes. It's important that when you come to church, two things. Don't think about time. Or else you'll get angry. Don't think about what? Time. Or else? Get angry. And the devil will start talking to you right in church. You start getting angry. You start saying, I'll never come to church again. Because when I go, they keep long. All churches that don't keep long have a problem. It's the truth. They have a problem. And they don't know. Jesus would keep people for three days. They'll keep people for three days. Paul kept people throughout the day, overnight. The disciples, when they started the church, met the whole day. All of Sunday was from morning to evening. That is the truth. They were meeting even daily as well. So if you put time in your mind, you will get angry all the time. And you will never be able to stay in any church. You leave this one. The next one you go into, they also have a problem with time. And you leave that one too. And then you leave that one. And then you leave that one. And you, you'll be surprised. you keep going and going and going and going and going. And going, and you will never grow anywhere. Okay? The second thing is that make sure your friend does not distract you. When I'm preaching, I notice someone who you came with will whisper to you. <laughs> and I'll laugh. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But more than half of the time, you are talking about something else. So, if you are smart, don't sit by the one you came with sit somewhere else and let the person sit somewhere else so that you can listen to what is going on because your future is going your life is going one of our pastors 10 30 la- yeah, yesterday and he called me and said hey pastor, I'm not a small boy anymore right now I can't say I'm 20 something I can't say I'm 20 something now I'm 30 I feel like I'm something like I have to be serious I said yes, you have to be serious then I asked him, do you remember 20 years ago then he says, I remember 20 years ago. 20 years ago was the year 2000. How many of you are alive? 2000, year 2000. You saw what was happening. Why 2 k they said some stone was coming, a meteorite was coming from the skies to come and kill us. And all of that. Some of you are not born. They don't worry, it's still, it's still okay. okay. It's still okay, it still works. Or you were just born, it still works. Don't worry. Hallelujah. But I remember 20 years clearly. Clearly. Meaning that 20 years from now is not far away. To come right now before you realize life is going and you've not really gotten a hold on what you're supposed to get a hold on here on earth. This is the reason why you came. You came here on earth to get a hold on God's word. That's why you are here. So if you don't get a hold on it, you will get out, you check out, and you have not, you didn't accomplish anything. You'll be a foolish virgin instead of being a wise virgin. So don't think about time when you come to church. Okay? You start enjoying yourself when you start thinking like that when when is eleven forty-five and we are now zooming into the message? You ah, I thought it was finishing. What's all this? What's all this? Then you start talking in your mind and talking in your heart, and the devil takes over and starts talking to you consistently. So you will close in your mind, and that'll be the end. So you have to be very smart about it. Okay? David said, And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord for forever. Do you like David? Do you think David was an influential person? Do you think he was successful? His aim was to dwell in the house of God forever. So be like David. In Jesus' name. Amen.
2: God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti Podcast. Simply search for Pastorti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.